Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. So we're finalising this series, we already said that this morning, Fundamental, which is all about mental health, because all of us have to navigate our mental health. Is this true? Yes, no one escapes the mental health navigation. I don't even know if that makes sense, but there you go. So we've looked at uh, the mess and how life is a mess a lot of the time, but God is in the mess. Paul preached a powerful message on that. We've looked at gratitude and the way that, and how gratitude is so powerful in our mental health journey Last week I looked at how loneliness and isolation is bad for us and that God created us for community. He created the village, he created the tribe and we need to be in community because it's good for our mental health. Today, look, you can't finish a series on mental health without talking about our thought life and the power that it has in our lives. Because our mind is the most powerful thing in the universe after God. Our mind directs our lives. Every single battle is won or lost in our mind. And our mind, our thought life, has the remarkable power to change our brain. In fact, that is how we change our brain, through our mind, and this is God's gift to us. It is his gift. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. God has given you power, he has given you love, and he has given you a sound mind. Now let me tell you what another word for that word sound mind is. Sound judgment and self-control. In other words, you are not powerless. You, God has given you the ability to have sound judgment, and that means you, to know the right thing to do. But not just that, because knowing the right thing to do is not enough. He's also given you self-control, which means not only can you know the right thing to do, you can do it. You are not left powerless. Your life is not, well, whatever it will be, will be. I'm here to tell you today, that is not your life. In Jesus' name. As we learn to harness the power we have access to, it will change our lives. As we feed our minds with truth, it will change our lives. Because as we change our mind, we change our life. I was looking at some statistics during the week about the power of our mind and I found one statistic that was staggering to me. Research shows that 75 to 98% of mental, physical and behavioural illnesses come from our thought life. How are you feeling? That's scary. But the good news is that God gave us the ability to change what goes on in our mind, which will change our life. He gave you a sound mind. He gave you the power of choice. He gave you the power of decision. 
Romans 12, 2 says, don't copy the behavior of the world, but let God transform you into a new person, a new person, by what? By changing the way you think. Then, then when he changes the way you think, you will learn to know God's will for you. Do you want to know what God's will for you is? Renew your mind, first of all, and then you will know his will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. God's will for you is good and pleasing and perfect. Let him change you into a whole new person by changing the way you think. There are businesses that haven't started yet because there are people in this room who need to let God transform them into a brand new person by changing the way they think so they can see what he has for them. Is that you today? There are destinies yet unfulfilled. There are books that haven't been written. There are relationships that haven't started simply because we haven't taken the time to change the way we think to what God says, to decide to move beyond, to change. You have the power to do that. I get a little bit excited about this sort of stuff, so I hope you're all okay today. Because this has changed my life, and this continues to change my life. And I see seed being planted today. Let's have hearts that have really good soil, that take the seed and let it grow. The way that I see it is that we have two arenas in our life where we have to fight for our mental health. We have things that happen external to us. People say things, people do things, situations and circumstances happen. They come at us. And those things can negatively affect us in an enormous way. Has anyone had that happen? Just a few of you, okay. The rest of you... Come on, you have too, I know. Nothing bad's ever happened to you. Is that what you're telling me? People let us down. Parents, maybe we lose our job, maybe we don't get the job, the child goes haywire, bankruptcy happens, we are violent, like life, life happens. So that's the outside, that's the external. And then, and the external can influence the internal, but then we have thoughts, then we have beliefs on the inside of us that affect and control our mental health. And all sorts of things in this world can play into that. Social media, comparison, insecurity, how many likes have I got, have I got as many as them? Who cares? You know, we need to be aware of both and working on both. So 2 Corinthians 7 says this, even after we came into the providence of Macedonia, we found no relief. Maybe you're like this today. We were restless and exhausted. Troubles met us at every turn. Outwardly, I faced conflicts and inwardly, emotional turmoil. The Apostle Paul said, outwardly, I faced conflicts and inwardly, emotional turmoil. Maybe that's where you are today. So this morning, we're going to talk about outwardly and inwardly. Let's start with outwardly. Warren Buffett says this, you will continue to suffer if you have an emotional reaction to everything that is said to you. If words control you, that means everyone else can control you. We can't control what another person chooses to think or what they choose to say 
but we can control our emotional reactions to them. If we choose to give people power over us by going over and over and over and over, come on, and over and over and over again in our mind what they said or what they did, we will continue to suffer. Let me tell you something, they're not suffering. We are suffering. And our mental health will be affected. I remember the time when I heard about a group of girls that got together to talk about how terrible I am and all the things that I haven't done. And that affected me until I decided, hold on a minute, why am I letting that affect me when I don't have to let that affect me? I can make a decision. I mean, obviously we all wanna be teachable and learn and take what we can from any criticism, but this, that's not what this was. This was a bit more horrible than that. Um, and I thought, okay, I'm, I think I'm just gonna take back control of my emotions right now. I think I'm just gonna choose, I think I'm just gonna make a decision, power, love, and a sound mind, which means I have the power to make a decision to not let that get inside me. But this battle for control over our emotions is won and lost in our mind. And it's all about our thought life. And quite often it's because we start making assumptions and deciding another person's motives for why they're doing or saying something. We assume we know why they're, do why they're doing that or why they're saying that. And you know, just because we think it doesn't mean it's necessarily true. Is that right? It's important to remember that we can never really know what another person is thinking. Even if we know that person really well, we can never really know. Sometimes my husband will say th to me, honey, are you annoyed at me? Because I'm quiet, if I'm, qu if I'm too quiet. Because in Paul's head, quiet wife, danger. simply because of stuff for him. And I'll go, what? Come here. No, of course I'm not. Big kiss. I'm just tired or I'm just really focused on trying to solve this problem or something else. But I will do the same thing to him where I'll say, honey, you annoyed at me like about something? And he'll go, what? No, no, I'm just in my cave. I'm just happy in my cave right now. Leave me alone, woman. He doesn't say that. Amen, says men. Leave me alone, woman. And I know him better than anyone else than, I, than anyone else I know. But I can still assume that he's thinking something or feeling something. And I, I'm totally wrong. Do we want to give other people power over our life? If words control us, then everyone can control us. Is anyone controlling you right now? Are there any words that are controlling you right now? And if there are, what are you gonna do about it? One little decision that I made set me free from what could have been very painful 
and was very painful for a little while. So we need to be honest with ourselves and ask ourselves some questions. What kind of, kind of person am I becoming? Am I letting others control me? Am I continually walking around hurt and upset? Hmm. Do I constantly see myself as a victim? Do I think that everyone's attacking me? And what about this? Do I want to keep suffering like this? Am I becoming overly self-involved and inward-focused? If the answer to, is yes to any of those things, then maybe it's time to start changing our thinking. Maybe it's start, start time to get the Word of God out. You know, rather than just focus on how we feel, and we do need to acknowledge how we feel, rather than just focusing on it, do you know what God wants us to do? He wants us to find an action plan from His Word that gives us solutions so we can move forward in life. Because He doesn't want you stuck in that, in that emotional thing. He wants us to, to move forward. And he, the Word of God has everything, everything we need in it. So what is the truth what is the lie I'm believing and what is the truth? What does God say? Does it actually matter what they think? Does it actually change who I am before God? No, it doesn't. So we do the work. So outwardly, inwardly, let's go inwardly. It's all pretty much the same, but there you go. When I am preparing a message, I will often have a song playing from iTunes, from actually from Spotify, playing on repeat, a nice worship song that is soft and it helps me in, come into the presence of God and it's not intrusive and it's relaxing and it's soothing. He thinks that's great. Beautiful. It just plays on repeat. But most of us have thoughts that play on repeat over and over again. They go around in our minds and they aren't relaxing and they aren't soothing, and they aren't quiet. They are loud. They are intrusive. And what's more, they direct our life, and they steal from us. Charles Spurgeon said this, Be, Beware of no man more than of yourself. We carry our worst enemies within us. So these thoughts, these thoughts have a lot to say. They're relentless, and they drone on and on, and they are intimidating, and they are insinuating. And sometimes it's the devil lying to me, and sometimes it's my own beliefs that have come from experiences I've faced. Whatever the source, the thoughts are loud and negative, and their job is twofold. The first thing they try and do is to weary me and wear me out, so I am too exhausted to believe God. I'm too exhausted to believe God for my future. I just think, well, it's never going to change. This is just too exhausting. The second thing, I mean, that's bad enough, right? But the second thing, the second job is even more dangerous. It's to scream in my head so loud so, so that it stops me from hearing that still, small voice of the Holy Spirit. And these thoughts say a lot of things. And the thing is, it's like a scrambler. It's, it's noise, it's confusion. And... And to try and hear God over that is hard. And the more that, 
The more that we dwell on these thoughts, the lower we go, the worse we feel, the more hopeless we become, and the more off track we walk. And actually, it's deception and it's lies. And the, the danger with deception, the reason that deception is so effective is we don't know when we're deceived. Deception doesn't come and make an announcement and say, hello, I'm deception, I'm coming in. I've got some lies I want you to believe and it's gonna take you way off course and thank you and you're welcome. Deception doesn't do that. So this fight, this is the fight. This is the fight for our spiritual life. This is the fight for our mental health. This is the fight for our physical health. Because it's the voice that we believe that determines the future that we will experience. So what voice are you believing? Because that's gonna determine your future today. Peace Pilgrim says this, if you realize how powerful your thoughts are, you would never think a negative thought. So two thoughts. First, anxious thoughts. Our minds can get filled with anxious thoughts. What if? I can't. It won't. I'm so afraid. Nelson Mandela said, I learnt that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. We will all face fears and anxieties. I can't. There is no way I can do this. I don't have what it takes. This is not going to work out. This is not going to end well. I'm going to look stupid. It's going to be a failure. I don't have the skills. I should just give up. See, these are, these are I can't thoughts that can run around in our mind. One time I remember this was happening in my life and I felt like I had a wall of intimidation standing in front of me. I don't know if anyone's ever experienced that. So I did something, I did something smart and I took myself on a walk and I started talking to God. And he helped me silence those thoughts with the story of Gideon. And I don't wanna talk about the whole story of Gideon today, but the Holy Spirit said this, faced with a wall of intimidation and anxiety, he said this, go in the strength you have, have I not called you? Seriously, God? Have you looked? I have no strength. Can't you hear the I can't? Hilarious. Go, move, don't stop. Do not let fear immobilize you. Do what I've called you to do. That's what he said. Dale Carnegie said this, inaction breeds doubt and fear. Action breeds confidence and courage. If you want to conquer fear, do not sit at home and think about it. Go out and get busy. We don't get stronger faith by avoiding our fears. We get overcoming faith by taking a step. By taking a step. And telling the I can't voice where it can go. Straight back to hell where it came from. I'm hearing I can't, and God said, go in the strength you have. The negative thoughts inside me told me I didn't have any strength, but God told me I did, and who was right? God was right. Yeah. 
have I not called you? In other words, if I have called you to do this, I will give you everything you need. You may feel like you don't have it, but I will give it to you. You have it. I can't thoughts that are anxious, insecure thoughts, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not what? I'm not whatever I need to be. I'm not what I should be. I'm not what's needed. I'm not good enough, it doesn't matter what I do, it's not gonna be enough. It's not gonna be as good as them. It's not gonna be up to standard, it's, you, you get the picture. It's insecurity. And the I'm not belief process actually locks us up. And this, this, this mindset, it lives off comparison. And, and it has a works mentality. And it doesn't understand grace. And it's always working and working and working and pushing and trying and never getting there. And you know what? There are a number of spirits that may be behind this type of thinking. Here's some spirits that may be behind that. Rejection. If you're operating under a spirit of rejection, you will misinterpret people every time. You will misinterpret events. There's a critical spirit. Now, a critical spirit is always being critical of yourself and others. There's a, a victim spirit where everything happens to you and you have no control over it. There's a spirit of unbelief that says this, it doesn't actually matter what's going on, it cannot change. What's happening in my life cannot change. And that is a spirit of unbelief just telling you over and over again, you're stuck here, baby, and there's nothing, nothing that you can do. And there's a spirit of slavery. Now, a spirit of slavery, if you're operating under that, you, you, you believe you have no rights, you have no power, nobody loves you, you are worthless, and you are always working to gain approval because you feel so undeserving. And all of these things can be dealt with by the Word of God and with the power of God because God has given us everything we need everything. We have the power to defeat every demonic spirit and to subdue anything demonic that tries to touch our lives. And let me give you some good news today. Once you defeat it, you step up into a new space, into a new territory, and the kingdom of God advances in your life and in the nation and in the city. Because this world that we see is not all there is. What's happening in the unseen world is more real and true than what happens in this. For the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretense that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take every thought captive, every thought captive, every thought captive. Sometimes it's a second by second event in my life. Every thought, I will take it captive to the obedience of Christ. Everything. You know, I lived... I didn't even know, but I lived with a spirit of slavery directing my life, like just affecting my life for so long. 
for so long. And I felt so, and so I would, I would act in strange ways. I would apologize for things that I had never done wrong. If someone thought I had done this, I would say, I'm so sorry, and I'd never even done it. How crazy is that? I would take responsibility for things that weren't mine to take responsibility for. I, I thought I had no rights. And when God showed this to me in prayer, and he gave me that beautiful song, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. You know, the children of Israel were in slavery for 400 years. And they, that's a long time. They had no rights. They had nothing. Absolutely nothing. And God decided, okay, it's enough. And he said, I'm going to take you out of slavery and I'm going to take you into the promised land. But he had to lead them through the wilderness to get them to the promised land because he had to get the spirit, the spirit of slavery out of them so that they could be sons because the sons are the ones that take the promised land. And so in the wilderness, and sometimes we feel like we're in the wilderness because we're fighting this spirit. But as we go through the wilderness... And as we bring it to God, and as we bring it into the light, and as we take every thought captive, guess what? We get to travel into our promised land. And it's a beautiful thing. You know, an amazing thing happened to me. I did all this work with God on the spirit of slavery. And I went back into my normal context of what I do every day. And I walked into um, my normal context, work, and I was talking to someone and I could feel myself slipping back because you know, mine's, you, you gotta keep choosing, you gotta keep choosing to change your mind. You do, you, it doesn't, you know, don't just say oh, I come down to do it once and then it's done. No, you gotta keep choosing. So I was sitting there and I could feel this, this going back. And do you know what happened? I'm no longer. That song in my spirit just started playing in my spirit. I'm a musical person and music is very effective in my life. And so the Holy Spirit just started putting that song in my spirit. And it was like a wake up call. Hold on a minute, Mel. What are you doing? You're not a slave. You're a child of God. No longer. No longer. You're a child of God. Child of God. You're a child of God. Whatever it is that, that you may be suffering under, whatever it is that may be influencing your life, I'm here to tell you today, you're a child of God and that changes everything. There is nothing that, that, that doesn't change because you're a child of God. Every single thing changes. There is nothing that he didn't deal with. There is no situation that is too big for the fact that, he, that you are a child of God because on the cross, Jesus Christ dealt with everything. 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 And by faith, you can change. It's a choice. It's a decision. As we fill our mind with God's truth, our lives change. You can get the chaos out in your mind under control. 
You don't have to walk around in guilt and condemnation. If negative thoughts are controlling your life, you can change them. You don't have to be stuck in bad habits. You can overcome feelings of rejection and hurt. You can forgive. You don't have to worry about things that are out of your control. You are not a victim. And you don't have to keep digging in the past to be free of it. You don't. You may have to for a while, but you don't have to continue. Because <laughs> when he deals with it, it's done. You can be happy and filled with peace, regardless of your circumstances. Can we have the band up? We have people here who would love to pray with you this morning. If you feel that you need help, healing, in that area, in any of the things that I've talked about today. Because what God, God starts things and then sometimes he, he starts something in power where you open it up to him and he breathes his light into it. But then there's always a process where you have to walk something out. But today might be a day that you want to start something. The start of the journey of freedom. And if that's you this morning then we have people who would love to pray with you. And we're going to do that in just a moment. The journey of freedom. It's a journey that every single one of us is on. Everyone. Doesn't matter who you are, you're on it. Depends. You get as free as you want to be, really. That's harsh. But it's true. Because <laughs> you're not a victim. Jesus gave you victory and the more you understand that the more you'll live in it thanks for listening to find out more about our church find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au we hope to see you in church again this weekend